0: Welcome everybody, a special episode of The Debrief. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tim hosting alongside of Blake and sitting down with the PMB. We've yes. gotten some really, really good, very important questions over the last few weeks to cover in today's episode. Yeah. Um, why did you want to talk to Blake and I today?
1: Yeah, so I invited you guys to be on the show today. Uh, normally, Jeff is our host. Mm-hmm. and uh, But these are two uh, young men. Um, Young as relatives, yeah. Because I'm getting older. Uh, But these are these are two guys in my life um, that I've counseled, guided, uh, challenged. (laughs) We've had some good conversations. We've had some very harsh conversations. Because when you get serious about Jesus, at whatever level—gay, straight, trans, uh, married, divorced, single, young, Mm old—when when when you get serious about Jesus, Jesus has some very specific things about your sexuality that need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. No matter who you are. And so uh, um, these are two guys that are currently in my life. You're like, well, why don't you have a woman? Why don't you have a lesbian up there? Um, well, um, to, just to be completely honest, uh, some of the women in my life who've considered themselves lesbians we're not currently in relationship. We've chosen to disagree mm. and, and go our paths. Uh, and so uh, I have had in the past women in our church who have been close to me and they've just, they've just gone another road. And, mm-hmm. and let me just tell you that, and I hope that doesn't happen for either of you, mm-hmm. Uh, but we could be doing this show 10 years from now. I'm hoping and praying I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't gone off the deep end in terms of my sexuality, but either of you could sure. could mm-hmm. walk away. And uh, you know, Jesus talks about uh, the seed being scattered on the soil. Some falls on rocky soil, uh, some falls on dry soil. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and the seed is, is taken up for various reasons, the worries of this life, the temptations of this life. But when it finds good soil, right, it takes root. And my prayer yeah. for both of you guys, is that it takes root, and 10 years from now, you're doing exactly what you're doing, Mm. whether you're both single now, Mm -hmm. so if you're single or you're married, that that you're still following Jesus, Mm. uh, because he says narrow, narrow is the road that leads to life. And and a lot of you have been told, well, Christianity has a narrow view on sexuality. Everyone has a narrow view on sexuality. (laughs) The question is, which narrow view do you agree with? And um, and currently in our culture, the narrow view is the exact opposite of the traditional Judeo, Christian view of sexuality. And so for the first time in 2000 years, we're the minority group when it comes to sexual identity and sexual understanding, mm-hmm. and this is new for us. And we're gonna to have to learn how to live as uh, as the sexual minority group in terms of understanding how we uh, live our lives. And so, uh, you know, you're a heterosexual male that has struggled mightily. Yeah. And uh, I've counseled with you, loved you, cried with you. <laughs> been yeah. ready to kill you yeah. at yeah. times with, because, and here's why, it's not that I'm judging you. It's that I, I want to save you. Yeah. And our, our sexuality pulls us oftentimes in the opposite direction of our spirituality. Mm-hmm. And there's a, great, there's a great movement to make those two one mm-hmm. and just know that's an abomination to the teachings that we've received. So um, we just have to know that. And, and you know as a heterosexual male, I have challenged you man threatened you, Mm -hmm. like uh, been difficult. I've been easier on Blake, Blake's a better guy. Uh, But Blake has, um, maybe (laughs) not as old, maybe that's the issue. Yeah, Uh, Blake's a guy who has struggled with same-sex attraction. Um, I think you shared, you kind of became aware, maybe as early as elementary school.
2: Yeah, elementary school, middle school.
1: Yeah, and so Blake's a good friend of mine. We're in each other's life. Like some of the things that we're gonna talk about today, you and I talk about,
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I want you to know this is not some topic that's out there. I love Blake, um, sometimes I get frustrated with Blake, but uh, he's a fantastic leader, amazing leader. Um, disciple's my son, I trust you very, very dearly. Uh, Blake's a good guy, knows the Word of God and is committed to following Jesus mm-hmm. uh, and is abstaining from relationship uh, currently yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully yeah. into the future because of our understanding. And I mean, right, we read the same words, mm-hmm. we look at the same words, we wrestle with the same understanding, mm-hmm. and I mean, can you just affirm that we do that together? Mm-hmm. Like this is something that we do, yeah. and yeah. it's something that you and yes. I do. Yes. And um, and this is not this is not easy. It's not easy. Uh, it's not easy as uh, you know a young man who's same sex attracted or struggles with that, or a young man who is single and is uh, you know heterosexually attracted. It's not easy for yeah. a forty nine year old man mm-hmm. yeah. who's married. Right, and his aging not mm-hmm. as sexy right. as used to right. be. It's embarrassing.
0: We, we were talking about that today. Like, yeah. like It's not like you get married as a heterosexual male and now all other women are not attracted right, anymore right. Yeah. to people that would say that like that's the solution or mm-hmm. something like that. So.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, so, so, so that's who we are um, and I wanted them to be a part of this. And, and just to understand that a lot of what's wrong in our culture today is we argue uh, topics and issues outside of relationship. And mm. it's really easy to be nasty when you're sending an email, or you're you're making a post, or you're you're, you're debating, you know, right. in text, it's a whole lot different when you're sitting down together. And um, I realize what this looks like in Blake's life. I realize what this looks like in Tim's life, <laughs> and I realize what it looks like in my life. And we all humbly say, "Okay, Jesus, mm-hmm. help us to live this out." And uh, I know there's a lot of things you guys have heard. We're going to talk about those things, and we're going to do the best we can. We're going to have a discussion this week. Yeah. Next week's message will be far more. Uh, teaching oriented, we're gonna go into the Greek words. We're gonna look at Hebrew words. Um, I'm gonna try to take questions. We'll try to figure out what that looks like next week. (laughs) Um, But we're gonna get more into the weeds next week. This is more kind of relational this week and um, to try to help us have conversations about this uh, at Sandals Church. And, And if you're listening, this is for those of us who call Sandals home. Yeah. This is our understanding. I'm not. In, if you don't go to sandals, I'm not in charge of your life. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna answer for you. Um, for sure. So save us the hate mail. Go live your life, man. Life is short. I hope that you have a wonderful, blessed life. We're trying to prepare for a thing we call eternal life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very different. And it's our understanding. Um, and you know, in America, there used to be a time where that was treasured. And I hope that we can get back to that point in time sure. mm-hmm. where we, where we treasure what people believe about. Eternal life. What people believe about faith and religion, um, where we're not so insecure about what we believe that we have to dominate the conversation and make everyone else believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and I know for our, our listeners who are critical, the church has not been good in this area. But uh, you know, the gay community, uh, you guys aren't perfect either. And. You know, just because maybe you're ignorant of some of the things that have happened, doesn't mean that they didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And so hey, that's the problem with history today. Mm-hmm. You know, every history teacher makes a choice mm-hmm. on what they teach, and right. that's the problem because there's a lot of history, mm-hmm. and uh, and nobody's done it right. Nobody's yeah. done it well, and um, it's all it's all pretty ugly. And that's because we're sinners who need to be redeemed mm-hmm. yeah. by Jesus. And so, yeah. um, you know, I know that man Christians. Pastors, you can see it on YouTube, have sent, said all awful hurtful things, and I'm sorry for that. I'll yeah. let you read my email uh, <laughs> from some of my LGBTQ friends, and they're just as nasty, and just yeah. as mean, and just mm-hmm. as judgmental, and they don't preach from a pulpit, but they do come at me from their computer, and uh, unfortunately, sometimes just as threatening, Yeah. and it's sad. That's not all gays, mm-hmm. but uh, the hate you watch on TV isn't all Christians, <laughs> so. Right. So let's try. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. We and with that, with having that, said great that, setup. let's no, now let's jump kid. into the deep end of the pool. Yeah,
0: and I <laughs> hope we can get to a better uh, posture and a better practice of interacting around these yeah. conversations. Mm-hmm. Even just as Blake and I were talking on getting ready for today, like an outcome of today would be that we actually learn how to better engage, mm-hmm. like practically. Mm-hmm. So we have a, we have a couple of really good questions about that. We'll get to, but mm-hmm. diving into the first one, um, this is kind of a follow up into some things you shared in the past. Um, when it comes to how we are not affirming, but welcoming people into our, our church. And so the question is, are you saying that people can be practicing homosexuality and be a part of the church? or just that they are struggling with sin if they're practicing. Hmm. Uh, this, this person says, to me, having them claim to be a part of the LGBTQ community means they are accepting and identifying as that. So how do you talk about or understand this idea that we are not necessarily affirming the practices, hmm. and, but we're welcoming the people? Yeah, and
1: I want both of you to comment on this. And so so what, what does it mean to be open but not affirming? Mm-hmm. Sandals is open to everyone. Yeah. Like, if you're a gay family and you want to come to church and you want to learn about Jesus from our perspective, man, you're more than welcome to be here. But just know that the closer you get to Jesus, the closer you get to his teachings, the more serious you get to your faith. And you have both experienced that. Oh, yeah. Like, you came to Sandals because you were invited by, well, I forget what her name was, Megan. Megan, right? So, so like, we're open to you. Come on, Blake. And then Blake starts, you know, coming and he's joining and he's wrestling, right? Mm. And all of a sudden, as you begin to take your faith seriously. You begin to realize, okay, there's a difference. And just like you, you came yep. in sandals and you were totally off, way out there, yeah, and headed right. to hell in a handbasket, yeah. right? And <laughs> as you move towards being more serious about your faith, as I became aware of you yes. and I began to speak into your life and realize, hey, as a heterosexual man, you are headed towards hell mm-hmm. here, bro. Mm-hmm. And I think you were even in hell here, mm-hmm. like. And that's oh, yeah. the that's the yeah. lie of sexuality is that when you pr- pursue it you're going to experience heaven. That's not what you experience. Yeah. That's what the devil tempts us like he tempted Eve. God knows that when you eat this, eat this, you will be just like him. Mm-hmm. There's something about us as human beings that as soon as God says no, we go why? Yeah. We call, the Hebrew word is lama why why? Jesus says that on the cross lama lama. La, oh, shoot, it's Aramaic. Laba yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, not Hebrew, but, but it, the, it's similar. Yeah. Um, so why, why God?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Why am I suffering? Why am I hurting? And that's one of the things we've lost in Christianity is sometimes suffering is the point
3: mm-hmm.
1: to produce something very, very spiritual. Actually it says in Hebrews that the yeah. Lord hears Jesus not just because uh, he was his son, but because of the suffering he endured. Man, mm-hmm. that, yeah. that is... Like if you're Catholic, you're like, amen, right? Because Catholics know how to suffer. But the rest of us, we're just kind of clueless to that path. And we think God would never want me to suffer. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And look at what's happening to our kids today. They've never suffered, they've never gone through a hardship, and they are ill-prepared for life.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You're not helping your children by, by withholding pain and mm-hmm. heartache from them. God's not, God loves you as a son, so He's going to allow you to walk through some of that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I think that, you know, we need to have this conversation. Bring it back to the question. I think I, I went off on a tangent there. What was the question? Yeah,
0: so we're not we're not oh, open affirming, but we're welcome. So, yeah. so
1: man, anybody can come to Sandals. Man, I if you're if you're LGBTQ, you know, whatever you are, watch, listen. You decide for yourself. Mm-hmm. Here's here's all that I ask from our, 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 our gay community, uh which is just kind of a, a general term for all of you. And I, I realize it's just we're so focused on the narrow, we just kinda of miss each other as people. Um, is that you would allow me to um Teach what I believe to the people that I believe that I'm called to minister to, and you would make your own choice. Mm -hmm. That you would be secure enough in your own sexuality and your own identity. You'd be like, okay, Matt's Matt's crazy. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna I'm gonna live what I live. I I would never advocate violence. Um, you know, like I mean, if if you're gay, you're a teacher, that's great. The problem is now in our culture, and if you're LGBTQ, when my when my kid goes to school, you don't share me the same respect that you want from me. Mm -hmm. You pour out your gospel of sexual revolution and you shove it down my throat every single day on TV, and the media, and Hollywood, on the internet, and God forbid I have an opinion that's different, and then I'm hateful. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm the minority.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I, no, nobody thinks like me anymore. Even Christian pastors are, are emailing me privately. You're crazy. No, I, I follow Christ. Mm -hmm. I follow Christ. And it doesn't matter if Sandals is the biggest church on earth, if everybody that listens to me goes to hell, then what's the point? (laughs) Exactly. What's the point? And so so open, we're open to all of you. Now, when you come in, do we affirm? What that means is, do we agree that God has called you to live out your sexual desires as Mm -hmm. a same sex attractive person? And so we differentiate at Sandals between being uh, a self called homosexual, where you identify, maybe you use the language uh, self, uh, same sex attracted, yeah. or gay, or or trans, or you know, there's all kinds of words, and I can't even keep up. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot, I, I met a kid that said that they're two spirited, and I was like, whoa, that's a different, you know, that's, that's that was a new one. You don't have two souls. One. I mean, yeah. now, see, now we have to talk about that, right? Yeah, and you're soul. laughing, but I mean, this this is Done. actually on yeah. the website. I get it. Yeah. Um, so. So I'm open to you. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, and I've had gay people come to our church and they say, the Lord has sent me to sandals to change what you teach. Oh, Okay, whoa. <laughs> and I've said this uh, to a, a lesbian friend of mine. I said, you are now a wolf, and my job as the shepherd is to protect the sheep. Mm-hmm. So y- y- n- now, now we're wrestling for what the church believes and teaches, and now as, as, as the shepherd, I, I, ha- I have to ask you to leave. Mm. So if you're if you're if you're if you're if you want to be a part of us, if you wanna you wanna join, you wanna learn, man, if somebody mistreats you, if somebody's mean to you, none of that is acceptable. We love you and we, we wanna welcome you here. But we believe that sex, the act of sex, sexual intercourse, mm-hmm. um, is to be reserved in the context of marriage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just because you're, you know, heterosexual Joe here and you're living like Tweedledee or Tweedledum, I'm not okay with that. But if I don't know you, yeah. I, can't, I, can't, I can't speak to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing is, Tim has to know me, love me, and trust me yeah. before he's gonna listen to me.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Blake has to know me, love me, and trust me. How, how does he know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think we were talking before the show, if I was gay, if I identified as gay, I'd wanna know what, what the Word of God says. Right? This homophobic backwards, you know, grandpa on stage shouting. (laughs) You know, I I wanna know what it means. Yeah. Um, For yourself. For for myself. And you should know, um, because here's the thing, God loved you so much, not only did He send His Son, but He put it in writing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Here's what you need to know. And here's the beautiful thing about the Word of God is, we have manuscripts from all over the place. Think about this, man. I mean, some of you, if you have a book in your house that's 150 years old, like that's worth something. Yeah. <laughs> we have manuscripts that are thousands of right. years old. Pieces of paper that survived, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it, it survived. Like Joseph Smith had a revelation, wrote it all down. Oops, it got burned, sorry guys. <laughs> got burned, one copy. Think about it, we have 27,000 copies of these letters that the apostle Paul wrote. Mm. We have that from all over the world, they couldn't communicate, they couldn't tweet, they couldn't cheat, translating this into different languages yeah. from different locations, and, and we look at them, and there's a guy by the name of Metzger, and he's no longer a professor at um, Pepperdine anymore, but he was, a, he was the leading New Testament scholar when I went to seminary, which was a long time ago. But he said, when we look at those 27,000 manuscripts, different pieces and parchments, they are 99.7% uh, identical. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Sometimes I misspell my own name when I write it down.
3: Yeah. <laughs> they're they're
1: remarkably accurate. Now, are they perfect? No. Yeah. Human beings touched them. Anything we touch mm. can be off. But isn't it amazing that God decided to have these manuscripts all over the world in multiple languages, where we can look at it and say, "Okay,
3: mm-hmm.
1: here's what it says." Yeah. So we are open to you. We're mm. not. We're not going to affirm. Um, you know, one of the big challenges for us as a church is if you're if you're married as a gay couple and you have children. Now we have we have conflicting issues that we can talk about. Yeah. Because divorce is wrong and homosexual sex is wrong. And we do have gay couples at our church. Um, uh, two good friends of mine who are lesbians and they have children together and mm-hmm. I love them and care about their kids. You know, we've said as a church, you, t- you can't split the family up, but sex is not an option for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's challenging for any couple. I think it's a lot harder for men to hear that than it is for women. Because uh, we forget that sometimes, gay men are men. Mm-hmm. Right? Like yep, we, yep. we forget that. Still, yeah. um, so uh, I think that's, you know, like if, you, if if Tammy was like, the Holy Spirit spoke, like you guys aren't supposed to have sex anymore, and my wife would be like, okay, I think we could do it. You know, I'm like, ah, it would be <laughs> very, very difficult for me. So, um, but having yeah. said that, you know, I don't want to break up families. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just what happens. The further we get away from God's word, things get more confusing and more messy and more difficult. Um, and we can, we can talk a lot about that, but we don't, we don't, we're not gonna do a gay marriage here. We're yeah. not gonna do a wedding. I mean, that's not who we are. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of you, let me start off with this. You say, well, Jesus never spoke to it. <coughs> Jesus actually speaks to it. So when he's asked about sexuality, he talks about it and he goes all the way to Genesis 1. Mm-hmm. So for Jesus, sexuality starts with Genesis, which Romans 1, the apostle Paul does the same thing. God created the male and female.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, it doesn't say Adam and Eve. Genesis 1.27 says, God created them plural, atchim, which is masculine, plural, uh, form of the verb, nekeveh nekev, and zechar. Sorry, i just have jumping around languages. Male and female, He created them. Mm. It's interesting in Romans 1, when we talk about sexuality, Paul doesn't say man and woman. He says male and female. Mm. Right. And so, so that's the purpose. of And then Jesus yeah. confronts the sin of His day as Jews. Is they would they would get divorced? They just give a woman a piece of paper because there were there were tensions about the translation of the word that Moses used for divorce. Mm. Some people believe it could just be spoken and, and written. Others believe that there were categories. Jesus actually agrees. Well, there's a category, and what he says is the only reason for divorce is if there's infidelity, cheating.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's it. Mm-hmm. And then he really seems to speak against remarriage, and that's see as heterosexuals were like whoa.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was one of the things that uh, you know a gay friend of mine in the church said. He said, well you guys have compromised so much on the issue of divorce and heterosexuality. And I said, don't let stupid heterosexuals Mm -hmm. be the example of holiness for you as a homosexual. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. A lot of you are going, well, what they, what they? On judgment day, it's no they, Mm -hmm. it's you Mm -hmm. and Jesus. And here's what he's gonna say, what did I do? Why does Jesus live a single life? It can be done. It's hard, and he says that. He says, it's harder for you to receive this. He said, but it's better for you to remain single as I am. Mm And then what's weird is he speaks to what we would call transgenders. Mm-hmm. He calls them eunuchs. So the ancient word for transgender is eunuchs. Some, some who transition and dress like women. And he says some of you were born this way, hermaphrodites, right? There's some gender confusion there. Some of you were born this way. Some of you were made this way, like you're a slave, and, and what they would do in the ancient world is cut off the man's genitalia because you don't want a man with a penis around your wife all day. Mm-hmm. So, and they take off your testicles and go figure your desire for sex kind of goes, goes away. Yeah. So. So he says, or some of you have cho- listen, chosen to become that way. Interesting, Jesus speaks to all three. Yeah. But he says the best is to remain single as I am if you can do it. It's very difficult. Jesus understands, right? He understands. Uh, he knows what it means to be a single man, like with Jesus had testicles. T- Jesus said, I just merged testicles <laughs> and testosterone. Yeah, Jesus cool. had testosterone and he had testicles, right? Of, yeah. He is a man. He has desires, he produced semen. Mm-hmm. So he understands, Yeah, he understands. And he does, it. look, I don't care what the Da Vinci Code says, we have no history of a wife. And there's no reason for them to cover it up. It's just not why he came. He didn't come to have sex and get married, he came for your soul. Yeah, mm-hmm. boom. To save you gay, straight, or bi, whatever. Right. To save you. Okay, this is the problem, great. I talked too much. I know, that's good, that's very, good. That's
2: very <laughs> good. I actually want to touch on something that you said that I think is so good. Um, you know, you had mentioned that if you were gay, that you would want to do everything in your in your knowledge base to prove that, right? To prove yeah. what the Bible says, because it's important. And I know that for me personally, and for a lot of um, other same-sex attracted LGBTQ people within our church, it's something that is very fervently talked about. It's something that's very fervently mm. um, researched. Um, and I think that what I love about you and what I love mm. about our relationship is that um we're going through a book right now yeah. we've gone through literature we have many conversations you've I've cried with you many yeah, times yeah. and and I think that for me um, as a member um, in your church who struggles with same-sex attraction um, when I have conversations with other people I'm like it like our pastor cares like it's not that mm. you know you're just like taking a verse and you're just like this is what it says mm. black and white here we go like we're dealing with people yeah we're dealing with um, we're dealing with a tangible struggle that people um, Fight with every single day, mm-hmm. and so there's just so much to be said about that as you lead our church. Mm-hmm. Um, that I know that I feel super cared for in mm-hmm. that respect, specifically.
1: Yeah, yeah amen. That's awesome. Absolutely, and, and homo like I said, homophobia needs to die in our church. And I actually had a good friend of mine said that he struggles with that because he feels like he's homophobic, and I mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm. I said, I understand wow. that. That has to die.
3: Yeah,
1: that has to yeah. die, and so um, you know, uh, you know, all of our sexuality can become perverted, gross whatever, you know, and, and, and men tend to go down that road a whole lot faster than women, some women go down it. Um, but we have to really, really distinguish that. Like as a heterosexual male right now, I'm not currently sinning. If, if, as a same-sex attracted man, you're probably not sinning. Mm. And so we have, to, we have to really, really think about that, that what we do matters. We're gonna have feelings. Um, like yeah. if you're an alcoholic and you're listening, there's gonna be days where you really wanna drink. The issue is, did you drink or not? Yeah. Did you drink or not? That's the issue for you. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of us feel bad. Well, I feel like I should never be tempted to drink again. Well, then you're probably not a human being. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Right. You know, there are days, unfortunately, my wife and I just had to have this conversation. Uh, COVID has been very stressful for me. Um, Our church budget, life, not meeting, like all of this. Everyone knows, like we're all like up to our necks with anxiety, with fear, worry, whatever, the politics, the the, the division, the fighting. and I found myself ruminating again on porn. It had been a long time, and it was just this. And here's why, is when, as a young man, I created when I'm stressed, yep. when I'm tired, when I'm anxious, when I'm worried, that's what that's, I run to. Yeah. And that's why if you're listening to me, I told, I told my son this, you know. and you help disciple my son, I say all the time, don't start the habit. Mm-hmm. Because w- w- when we create this habit, this, this is porn, right? And, and I run to it, so I might not presently be doing that, but once I've created that, once I've gone down that road, it's always there. Now I can create a new box where I train myself to go here but man, boy, stress, sickness, tiredness, mm-hmm. isolation. Yep. All of a sudden I go, oh, wait a minute, that works. Right. And sex does for a moment. That's the thing about sex is it's so great for a moment and then you just go, lying, crap. oh, crap. Yeah. This is terrible. <laughs> um, I mean, it just, it, it, <laughs> no, it's awful. And it is, it's that fast and, um, You know, and I'll tell you this, Blake, and both of you guys, I really struggled because of my sexual brokenness, feeling like sex with Tammy and marriage was okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I I'm not kidding I you. Imagine. I had so jacked up sex in my mm-hmm. mind and in my life, like I would we, Tammy and I would finish having sex and I would have to tell myself and that was good.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: That was good because I was so broken. Right. The devil tells you, oh, sex is gonna be so great, and then you and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so screwed up in my yeah. head. Mm-hmm. And I had to tell myself that. I've had to tell my, my 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 I have daughters that are getting ready to get married and they're thinking about becoming. I'm like, it's good when it's blessed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it needs to be in the context of marriage where, right? What's what's the traditional outcome of sex? A child. Where right. it's a celebration. Yeah, it should be good. Right. You know, and, and, and it's exciting and God, I wanna be a grandpa. I mean it's gonna be great, <laughs> you know? Um you know, uh it's it, it's just it's just really cool, but so Next question. No, We're yeah. going to get like well, no, two good. questions. I know. No,
0: we could both just start to our whole life story. I like, know. Actually, what well, something <laughs> yeah. you said reminded me of. Yeah. <laughs> but that's true, though. I mean, I, I think I appreciate you even reflecting to, to Matt about that. And I there's got, been
1: tears with all three of us. Oh, yeah, right. oh, I mean, yeah. you weren't, haven't been there when I mean, like, I mean, it's been, <laughs> yeah, we've, it's yeah. scary. And, and, and listen, if you're listening, we live in a world today. So in Jesus' time, people thought nobody went to heaven. How am, I, how am I gonna get there? I'm poor, I'm ugly, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm old, I, you know, like nobody thought they were going to heaven. Nowadays, everybody, everybody dogs go to heaven. Yeah. Shoot your dogs. There's man. two movies about that, actually. You know, I mean, right, <laughs> yeah, Every, I mean, everybody goes. And here's the thing is, you cannot on your own live forever. Doctors can't, medicine, I mean, they haven't figured out how to do it. How on earth are you gonna live forever? Jesus says He's the way, He's the truth. Listen to these mm-hmm. words, He's the life. He's yes. the only one that knows how you get to live forever. And so I, I've bet it all in Jesus. The Apostle Paul says, I know in whom I have trusted, yeah. and I believe that he is able to keep that which I have entrusted yeah. him. And the, Paul, Paul, the Apostle Paul that gets criticized, misogynist, homophobic, lost his head. Lost his head. For Jesus. For Jesus <laughs> and what he believed. Yeah. And um, you, know, that, uh, you know, my cousin that sent me the email, you know, he said that wasn't a convincing argument. It's pretty, pretty powerful for me because we live in a world where nobody wants to suffer for anything, Mm-hmm. Paul suffered everything so that you could have this letter because, you know, the risen Jesus appeared. To him. All right,
0: boom. Let's go okay, next question. So Blake and I were talking before the show, and we want to be careful because we're not trying to put people in one of these three categories. Right. Mm-hmm. But here we, we've kind of talked about there's a spectrum of struggle, mm-hmm. and this could be whether it's homosexual, heterosexual struggle, mm-hmm. um, practices of marriage, uh, sex outside of marriage, right. all of the spectrum. Right. We've kind of identified the one over here, which is I'm not a Christian. I don't. I'm LGBTQ. I'm yeah. not a believer, but I have no interest in the church, no interest yeah. in what God has to say. Right. If somebody who's in the church, who's practicing homosexuality, right. who wants to find a way for Christianity yeah. and homosexual practice to right. like yeah. be able to co- you know coexist, yeah. and then maybe you got, I we use Blake as the example, like someone who's a Christian believer um, may identify as having some of the same struggle and attraction or whatever it may be, but is is you know submitting to God's word, wanting mm-hmm. to follow, wanting yeah. to you know be a part of the church community, and um, you know follow what God has to say. The question is, how do you engage practically in conversation mm-hmm. with people that are in these three groups? So take the first one maybe yeah, like, somebody outside the church. I think the, church. the most
1: important thing is to not jump to sexuality. I think we all think mm-hmm. that sexuality is the biggest problem. Mm. Um, I, I think the biggest problem, and I don't care who you are, is arrogance. So it's either pride or fear in one of two ways. Mm. I'm afraid I'm not good enough, or I'm arrogant, and I think I'm good enough, and I would address those issues. Uh, because what happens is when, when you create gay-straight argument or now LGBTQ arguments, yeah. what we do is we create this 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 category that's that's apart from relationships, mm-hmm. and so so I have a, a a trans person in LA who like just is mean, rude, defaming, uh, awful to me. Well, I don't wanna to talk to that person at all about being trans, you're, you're rude, you're mean. And so yeah. when you look at the verses that we talked about last week, like, what are the consequences of rejecting God? And you begin to look at those adjectives. Mm-hmm. This person is fulfilling all of these. I don't need to address uh, transgenderism, homosexuality it's, at all. Yeah. You're a jerk, mm-hmm. you're, you're okay. a jerk. And, and, so, and so here's the problem for a lot of, of Christians that supported Trump, Trump was a jerk. Okay. He may have affirmed many of the things that I believed and he may have, he yeah. may have had some policies that I agreed with, but my gosh, the way we treat people matters. Yeah. And I think Trump was a terrible partner for Christians. He was it's, it's why you never saw me in a Trump rally, yeah. you never saw me, you know, uh, you know it's funny all my liberal friends want me to go pray for unity now and I'm like, "No. <laughs> not I'm not praying because well, they don't mean unity. Mm-mm. What you mean is conformity. In, That's yeah. what you yeah. mean." Endorsement. And I'm not I'm not going to conform to either, yeah. um, I think it's ridiculous whether it's Trump or Biden, and I'm going to talk about that this this week so that I offend everyone I've offended yet. We get covered the rest um, of the list. But what I would yes. say is, really, really care about the person. We tend to debate, uh, we tend to debate things, yeah. rather than trying to relate to people. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're gay, uh, if you're straight, if you're transgender, let's move sexuality over here and let's just look at some of the relational qualities that God says that you should have: mm-hmm. love joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, self-control. Are against these, there's, there's, no, there's no such law. Mm-hmm. And so, like if you're a gay person, you're like, well, love is love. Well, God's not opposed to love. God actually encourages love. Mm-hmm. But He does have some things to say about sex uh, and what you should do with your body. And if you're a Christian, I would really, really center on, just take a month and just study First Corinthians chapter 6. I call it the sex chapter, just change it out. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and read through that because what Paul gives you is why what you do with your body matters. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Because God God talks a lot about sex. So in Acts chapter 15, we got all these Jews and we got all these Gentiles, right? Yeah. Uh, Jews have a very narrow view of sex and what it looks like. Okay, and we get that from the Levitical teachings that we all say now, oh, they don't matter. Well, okay. (laughs) And then we have the Gentiles who, you know, we're like frat house party, you know, sex with everyone and everything, and we're trying to meet together. And so in Acts 15, right, under the law or under grace? Well, you're under grace, but they agreed that there's some things that you, you just can't do as a Christian. Hmm. And what's mentioned there is sexual immorality.
3: Hmm.
1: So uh, one of the questions, you know, that we'll get into is, well, why did you define the word porno, pornos, pornia, but not the gay word? Well, we have, we, we can't, we, because I don't want the, our gay community to feel like they're the issue. The issue is porno, pornea. Mm-hmm. So all that is sexual immoral. Here, here's what is sexually immoral for you as a Christian. And then we have to go, okay, that's a general word. I have to avoid sexual immorality. Now I need to know what things fall into porn, right? Like, so if you're on Pornhub, get off it, listen to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like like right in this moment tab, right er, now. Yeah, everything everything that's Close everything that that's on Pornhub, I think like just, they don't sell like vegetables, do they? Like yeah. I-, I, I not, we
0: cannot neither okay. confirm or deny. Yeah. So um,
1: <laughs> okay, everything that's be, on there is is porn. Yeah. So that's as all far limits as
0: I know. So no vegetables, so, but if no vegetables. you've not if you've not looked no. at it,
1: no. Um, and and just so you know, I mean, part of what's broken in America is you know pornography, the the, the production of it. It came under the item of free speech. Mm. That's crazy. Right, I know. That's crazy. Freedom of speech. And so huh. uh the famous Supreme Court justice said, He said, I, I he said, I don't, I can't give you a definition of porn, he said, but I know it when I see it. Mm. And so the problem is I don't know that we know it when we see it. So the Bible gives us lists. Here yeah. are things that you should not do as a Christian. Yeah. We don't like lists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Christianity is about. Rules, I mean, about relationship, not rules. Well, there's some rules. There's some, mm-hmm. there's some rules. Right? <laughs> like even if, even if you go, love God, love one another, two rules. Yep. <laughs> two rules. And so we, we say stupid things as Christians because, you know, I can't say, Tammy and I, oh, our relationship's all about love. Well, there's some rules. Like mm-hmm. don't have sex with another woman. Okay, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's a rule. Yeah, it's a rule. So, so what I would say is find out what's going on. Gay people have issues too, loving each other, uh, raising their kids, yeah. worrying about stress dealing with anxiety. Jesus speaks to those issues. And here's what Jesus says the kingdom of God is. I think we miss this. He says, the kingdom of God is like a man who found yeah. a great pearl. Yeah. And then he went and sold all that he had to buy it. What we do is we tell people, sell everything that you have and we've not shown him the pearl. Mm-hmm. That's so good. that's why we're open. Hey, come here. Let me show you yeah. this, this treasure that's in a field. Yeah. And, and, and if you want it, Start with same-sex attraction. Well, that—that's—it's—it's worth it, right? I mean, think of the. Oh, you're like, oh, you know, sex is powerful. So what? Let's give a monetary value to sex. It's—it's worth a million dollars, but you found a field with a billion in it. Well, okay. (laughs) So we got to show them the billion dollars first before we say you need to give up. It's like Mm -hmm. the issue of tithing that I'm going to talk about this week. Some of you, you think it's crazy. I think it's a good deal. The Lord gives me everything that I have. And I, I get I get to keep ninety and I give ten. Yeah. And Tammy and I actually we we have moved past ten percent years ago because it's more blessed to give than to receive.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So so I trust him, and uh, and I think it's a good way to live. Because if you don't trust Jesus, you're trusting someone else or yourself, and I think those two options are really bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's good. All right, Blake, next or did you have something?
2: Yeah, Go I would say yeah. I would say all that's so great. Thank uh, you. you. Thank you for for me. You're yeah. welcome. Yes. <laughs> um, in terms of like tangibly like how to connect with uh, both the LGBTQ community outside of our church, but also um, those that struggle with uh, sexual minorities within our church. Um, How would you say the best way to go about either one of those two scenarios? Whether it's Hmm. um, like somebody like me, for instance, who is a part of our church, who honors God with my sexuality, Hmm. Um, like how would one best um, in our congregation love Um, like our gay brothers and sisters.
1: Yeah, I I would say treat them as normal. I mean, the same way that, you know, I'm not like Blake, my gay friends here. Like, I love Blake. Like Blake's coming over, we're together, you know, uh, the same way that I love Tim. You know, Mm -hmm. like, hey, let's hang out, let's, and that's where I think as Christians, we're not sure what to do, right? So he "He who is without sin, let him cast, not cast the first stone. You know what Jesus means? Don't kill people. Mm -hmm. Like that, it doesn't mean, a Christians are well, who am I to judge? It's the Bible says you're supposed to have judgment. Like, yeah. You're supposed to know yeah. what right and wrong is. You're like, well, I don't know. Well, right. okay. Don't kill people. <laughs> right. Like and what does he say? He says, he says anyone condemned you? Has anyone killed? No. Then neither do I. Now go and leave your life of sin. Hmm. But what we want to do is we wanna create an environment where we love people and we care about people and, and we wanna raise great kids. Because here's the thing, gay families they're worried about the world their kids are growing up in too. Mm-hmm. They love their kids. A lot of gay people have straight, they're raising straight kids. They love those kids and they're deeply concerned about the progressive nature of our culture. Things are getting worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things are not getting better. Like LA used to be a beautiful city. Trust me, San Francisco used to be a beautiful place. They're disaster zones. Why? What happens when you reject God as a culture, Romans says, things get progressively worse. Mm -hmm. When you go your own way and you make up things and everybody gets to decide, like in the book of Judges, what right is and what wrong is, read the book of Judges. It is the most depressing, disgusting, sad book on the face of the earth. It ends with a woman's body being chopped up into pieces and it's mailed to every corner of the empire what, what happens? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And listen to me, ladies. Oh, you know, pornography is, is uh, you know freedom for women. No, it's not slavery. Mm. It's slavery, you've been, you've been lied to. Mm-hmm. You know, I was watching this interview with a porn star. Um, she's very, very famous because she was a Muslim girl who did porn. And she says, she says everywhere I go, men treat me as an object. I said, well, what, do you, what, what did you think was gonna happen?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And it, she said it's ruined her life. It's ruined her life. She said she did five films, she's super famous. I read the whole article, and I, what, what did you think was gonna happen? See, here's, here's the thing is, you've been told as a woman, no, you're, you're, you can be just as stupid as a man, which is what feminism teaches. Why, why would you make men the example? Like, we're idiots. Like, yeah. what does it mean to be a woman who loves God?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What does that mean? And, you know, men, men get a lot of things wrong, and men do a lot of bad things. And so, in the name of freedom and liberty, we've lost, you know, I forget who it was said, but, you know, we have Lady Liberty on, the East Coast he said, we need uh, lady uh, morality and responsibility on the other coast <laughs> mm-hmm. because you can't have both yeah. you can't have do whatever you want because it unravels it doesn't work right. and now we're in a society where we disagree on on, 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 on where, where it is that we should move from and you know the thing that makes America great is that we were founded on an idea. The problem with that is our ideas are changing
3: yeah yeah
1: our ideas are changing and um, we didn't stick to the ideas. It's deeply destructive because what you believe can kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I believed COVID wasn't that big of a deal. I wasn't I wasn't that worried about were, it. I was very wrong. Yeah. I was very very wrong. I thought it was fit. I thought it was healthy. I thought it'd be no no big deal. By the grace of God and our wonderful doctors in our church, they saved my life. Yeah. Some of you, you you think you think heaven and hell are not big deals. You're going to be gravely disappointed mm-hmm. on the day of judgment, and and then it's too late. Well, probably the hardest day for me during COVID was day 14, where I just cried to the Lord and I said, I'm sorry for being prideful. Hmm. I wasn't just physically sick. I was spiritually sick as your pastor. It was my pride. I was humbled, humbled. And uh, better now. Yeah. Better now than later. Yeah. So, so, so I would just say, don't, don't talk about homosexuality, talk about issues, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but one of the things, I think gay people get a pass in our culture. Let me tell you something, gay people can be jerks, mean, self-centered, demeaning. Uh, a lot of times we focus on our culture, the conversations of straight kids against gay kids or trans kids. You know who's mean to trans kids? Other trans kids. You know who's mean to gay kids? Other gay kids. I, mm. I, I can't tell you as your pastor some of the horrific things I've seen in same-sex relationships. Yeah. And you know why that is? Gay people are people. Trans people are people. And the problem is you're a sinner and you need to be saved. And I have seen abuse, I have seen, I I have seen, I just like, oh my gosh, I didn't know gay people did this to each other. It is horrific, Mm -hmm. mean, and terrible. And here's the thing, when you go your own way, you go your own way and it's a dark road. It's a really, really dark road. And so we put Modern Family on TV, (laughs) right? Well, they did that in the 50s too with you know Lucille Ball, right? Well, her husband was cheating on her constantly in real life. It doesn't matter what we put on TV. What matters is what, what, what really happens.
3: Yeah.
1: And so in our minds, a lot of you guys, you think, well, well, I'm, you know, it's going to be a loving monogamous relationship. And then I can tell you, and we've talked a lot about this. That's really, really hard for gay men. It's really, really hard. God knows something about sexuality. Women bring something to the sexual relationship that helps to anchor the man. Because men, we can just, we can just sleep, 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 sleep. We can go wherever we want. But children, responsibility, uh, the, the, you know, we have to protect, provide, those things ground a man that if he's not careful will just follow his penis. Well, in a same-sex guy relationship where children are not the effect of sex, guess what happens? Guys tend to just follow their penises and that's not a great, your penis makes a terrible God. Um, matter of fact, we've talked well, about he, um, part quotable. of what, the book that Blake and I are, are um, reading through Time and time again, whenever you see and they erected an asherah pole, sometimes they put it in the holy of holies. You know what that was, right? It's a giant penis. Yeah. Well, what are they worshiping? Mm-hmm. A giant penis. I'm going to follow this. Sorry, I pointed. You did. I'm going to follow were, this yeah. wherever I go. Yep. And um, man. Your penis makes a terrible God. And, uh, you know, um, that's not to give women a pass. I just think there's a reason circumcision is the sign. Uh, this is gonna be a great book when I write it, but I think that there's a reason that circumcision is the sign to men. What he's telling you is, you, you got to back it up a little bit,
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: right? We're taking we're taking a little edge off, and I and I think it's a Literally. physical symbol of what has to happen for men. Yeah, I have to control this. Yeah, because right, think about that. I mean, 2,000 years ago, bacteria and yeah, I mean, there's you know, is this is this stone doll? Mm-hmm. I'm a little concerned. Doesn't matter. You gonna follow me? It's it going out, down. Blade. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. Okay. Now praise God, we have the Apostle Paul who says we don't have to do that. Let there yeah, be an amen.
0: I mean, amen. I'll, can, you I'll imagine, one. can you
1: imagine an invitation like a men's conference? Oh, Come I can't. Man, yeah, we got we, yeah. got we got
0: the rabbis. The dudes, up there. dudes <laughs> are like sneaking out in the back like, oh, man. right before the offering. Like <laughs>
1: you'd no. have guys getting saved and running out.
0: So you okay? So you talk. We, this is a good. This kind of leads into the final one. One last question for you in terms of you've talked about how we relate to different how we have different conversations with people in church yeah. outside of the church. Blake and I were talking before the show. Um, there is, uh, you know, children and family, mm-hmm. that whole category. You just addressed it with kids, people mm-hmm. growing up. What should they expect from the church? Parents, mm-hmm. how, what should they expect from the church when it comes to helping their kids? Because parents are coming to you all the time, going, "Right, hey, my kid's gay. Can you talk to him?"
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, as a youth lead, I I engage in conversations about sexuality all the time. The whole spectrum gamut of what gender identity, sexual yep. identity looks like for teenagers. Um, and I can't even tell you how many times you know, we'll have parents come up to us and say, you know, my kid's gay here. Yeah. You know, and I'm just kind of like, yeah. what? The? You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Right. Yeah. And uh, and not that I'm not willing to enter into those yeah. conversations, but um, I only spend five percent of a week with a student, right. and the rest of it is with, with their, their family. So what is, what is a healthy expectation for uh, for parents as it relates to the church on their students on their kids' sexuality?
1: Yeah. So what I would say is. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it uh, often and unapologetically. We're gonna love your kid, whether your kid's gay, whether your kid's straight, whether your kid's trans, confused. Um, you know, we're, we're gonna love your kid. And we're gonna to try to give them advice to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. And what that means for the church is our, sex, our sexuality is secondary to our spirituality. Since the sexual revolution, what we've said for the last 50 years, 60 years, is sex is the most important thing about me. And what's so sad is your kid that's going to school. They're not asking, "Do you play soccer?" They're not being asked, you know, "Do you like math?" They're not even. They may not even be being asked, you know, are you, "Are you black, white?" You know, like what, what are you ethnically? Yeah. They're being asked, "Are you gay, straight, trans?" Right. Like this. This is the currency of conversation. And here's the thing that's really scary, parents. Many of your kids, they're not having these conversations with friends. They're having them online.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, strangers.
1: And with strangers. And, and, and here's, the little, here's the dirty little secret that you need to know is a lot of these encouragers that befriend your kid as soon as they come out, how, how do we know they're a teenager? How, how do we know that they're who they say they are? And a lot of these people are very, very dangerous for your child, and, and you need to be aware of that. And I'll tell you, what's changed everything is this. Yeah. I, I can't tell you. And, you need to have some real conversations about how your child engages online. It's one of the things why we've doubled down as a church about relationships, and your kid may not wanna come because they don't know how to interact with kids. (laughs) They don't go to the mall anymore. They don't have their girlfriends over. Um, They don't spend the night at people's houses. Like we are raising, and and this is is from uh, research. They're saying kids today, an 18-year-old today is relationally mature as a 15-year-old 10 years ago. Wow. We're going backwards in terms of maturity. These kids don't know how to relate.
3: Mm-hmm. They
1: don't know how to connect. Uh, and 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 texting and tweeting and posting like posting a selfie is not relating to somebody. Okay. And it, it what what it's doing is it's it's destroying our children because they they never feel like they're good enough. You know, you didn't get enough likes. I mean, dude, I'm your pastor. I'm almost 50 years old. I can I can barely manage when. Wow, that didn't go over well. Well, what's gonna happen when your kid, you know, doesn't get any likes? Or worse, somebody just says something awful and terrible. And so what the culture says is, well, they're anti-gay, anti-trans, no, no they're sinners. They're sinners. And sinners, read the list at the end of Romans chapter 1. Ruthless,
3: mm-hmm.
1: slanderous. A lot of those things that Paul talks about, the concept, they disrespect their parents. And, and you need to know this if you're Lg, you know, you're, you're a gay parent. Gay parents are grieving what's happening to their children. Because mm. they're not woke enough. They're not progressive enough. Gay parents are losing their children to this culture. Because if you speak in your child's life at all, you're toxic, you're hateful, mm. you're not safe. You see what we're, we're raising? We're raising a generation of kids that, that, that don't know. I mean, I got a letter this week demanding an apology. Hmm. to someone's child for something I said in my sermon. Wow. I started the sermon off with, when we talk about important things, people get offended. That's how, that was my opening line. (laughs) What they got out of that was you, pastor. And by the way, last weekend, 36,000 people watched. Out of the 36,000 people who watched, my daughter, who's 12, deserves an apology from you. Wow. Hmm. What God are you worshiping? your 12-year-old daughter or your idea of parenting. That's our culture. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So what we have to do is we have to say at the church, we're going to stand for what we believe in. Uh, I don't believe it's hateful to counsel, and you've been with me when we've counseled a young girl who, who's decided she was lesbian, uh, who was also cutting, mm-hmm. and you need to know that a lot of these young girls who are sexually confused are hurting themselves. Mm. They don't like their bodies. They don't like what they see, so you send them to the doctors, we address their sexuality, we do nothing for their anxiety, we do nothing for their for their, their loathing of their bodies, they yeah. hate their bodies, right? So think about that. Not only am I not beautiful as a woman, but I'm not a woman, I'm a, I'm a boy.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you know how hard do you know how hard that is for for uh well and one of the things that in, in the book Irreversible Damage, it was two gay moms, and they were talking about their daughter when she transitioned from a ballet dancer to a boy? Do you know that as a girl, you can't lift other girls the way that boys do? You don't have the bone structure, you don't have the muscle density. And you know what the gay parents said to their daughter uh, who transitioned, you're not only putting yourself in harm's way, what are you doing to the girls that you're putting up in the air? You're going to drop drop a person who's put their whole life, think about that, you're harming somebody else. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And so we have these conversations about trans, so, so if you transition, oftentimes to compensate for, for, for what happens to your body when you take hormones, they have to put you on psychotropic drugs to manage your anxiety and depression. Yeah. So as a society, you know, who, who, who gets to fly an airplane? Right. <laughs> with 360 people on board, right? Who gets, who gets to do surgery? Who gets to do these things? You say, well, you know, you're being hateful. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, I'm concerned when we inject all these hormones and all these drugs in you, because some people take uh, Zoloft and they get better. Some people take Zoloft and they want to hurt themselves or somebody else. Yeah. We don't know what these drugs do to the brain. We're all learning. Right. That's why they call it medical practice. <laughs> and we're practicing on little kids' lives, teenagers' lives, and all I'm saying is, let's have a real conversation because, because it's a community. It's not, just the, it's not just those who want to transition. Right. It's, it's me, you know? Um, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, there's, a, there's a lot of social issues where we, we have to say, okay, wait, 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 let, let's have a conversation about this because there's fallout. Um, mm-hmm. And we don't know, we don't know in 20 years what happens to all these kids who've changed too soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. What happens when you're, you're 24, you get out of college and you're like, ah, oh, I was a girl, still. hmm But it's too late because we cut your breasts off and we've done hormonal therapy. And now, now I don't know what we do. Yeah. Um, and there's a growing concern of detransitioners. Of and here's the thing if you're LGBTQ, you need to know that when the church was hateful towards you, they were wrong, and God will judge those people. But some of you have thrown the baby out with the bathwater. Do you know why we say that? This is this is this, crazy. Yeah. In the Wild West, do you know who got the last bath? Oh yeah. The baby. And so Yeah, dad got it first, then mom. Then the kids, oldest to youngest, you wash the baby in the disgusting water that was left, and it was filthy. Yeah. Just so with the term, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because you can't see the baby. <laughs> it's gross. So, um, right, 150 years ago, you didn't value children. You valued the people that made money and fed you.
0: <laughs> right. They got the first bath.
1: Right. Um, so, a lot of you, what you've done in the LGBTQ, you said, God has spoken to my sexuality, so I don't want that, so you've thrown God out.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And now we have gay parents in our church who are raising a kid and they're going, I don't understand, my my, my kid loved her body until she was 12. My kid loved his body until he got on Google. Yeah. Listen to me, parents. Google has information, it does not have wisdom. The Bible has wisdom. The Bible has wisdom. You don't need information, you need wisdom. And what's happening as a society, we've thrown the baby out with the bathwater, we've thrown out God because we, we didn't like some of these conservative homophobes. I don't like them either. I thought they were wrong. I didn't like growing up up in a church where they preached hellfire and brimstone. Guess what, all those guys are dinosaurs. They're almost all dead. You know who preaches hellfire and brimstone now? The other side,
3: Mm.
1: my crazy liberal friends. (laughs) They they would have made the best Baptist preachers in the 80s. (laughs) Okay, you think I'm going to hell and you tell me about it freely. You send your letter without consequence. You are on your pulpit, snarling, ripping and spitting right in my face you've thrown the baby out with the bathwater and now you've got kids. Think about how hard it is to p- go through puberty. Like just when you get it figured out, like sixth grade's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, I got this figured out. Yeah. And then you're like, wah, you know, hair, right? you know, erections, yeah. periods. Oh yeah. I mean, all of these things, all of these things are terrible. And then some of you mock God. Well, women, women in the Bible, they had to go to a tent for a week. Can you imagine what it was like to be a woman 3000 years ago with no Advil, no tampons? Can you imagine what it must have been like? You know what God's saying? Hey guys, leave your wife alone for a week. That sucks. Leave her alone. She doesn't have to work. Right. She doesn't have to be around you. She doesn't have to have sex with you.
0: Yeah.
1: Give her a break. <laughs> because God understood what she was going through. And some of you like, well, that's misogynistic. Okay, oh, and, and now we've come so far. We expect you to do everything like you're not bleeding. Like right, it's not like, right. it's. I have a wife, I have a kid. Some, some periods are easy, some are, some are rough. And, and so we, th- we think we're so enlightened nowadays. Yeah. We think God's so, du- God's so dumb. <laughs> it's like, look, man, husbands, your wife's going through something. Yeah. You need to give her a break. You need to have some peace. And, and, and so much of the scripture, when, when you actually, oh, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Well, you know what that means? Well, when somebody knocks your tooth out, you don't get to kill their whole family. Right. Your retaliation needs to be appropriately in an appropriate response for what's happened right, to you. Right. And nowadays somebody says something you don't agree with, cancel them, fire them, they're over. Right. They deserve to die, Yes. right? They're, they're... Anybody that voted for Trump, put them on an island. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're so much smarter in advance nowadays yeah. because somebody has an opinion that's different than yours. And so, so what I would just say is gay or straight, Christian or non-Christian, this is a place where we talk about our understanding of sexuality. And all I'm saying is, look at what you created Jesus didn't create LA. That's that's us. God created the heavens and the earth. He created the Garden of Eden. Yeah. We did. If I, I gotta pick, yeah, like yeah. LA or the Garden, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Garden we'll of Eden. we go with what He did. And so God is and, and what's funny is right, people are fleeing California <laughs> and they're going to these conservative places that yeah. have traditional Judeo-Christian values. Hmm. Guess what they're taking with them? They're stupid ideas right. from here that didn't work. Right. And, and it's not—it's not conservative or liberal, Democrat or Republican. It's like, look, guys, some of these things—it's really hard to build a society. It's really easy to destroy it.
3: Yeah.
1: And um, some of you guys that are anti-Christian—I'm going to talk a little bit about this in my sermon—you think that Christianity is just this this oppressive, patriarchal, women-hating system and we gotta shrug it off. And what I want you to do is go back 2,000 years ago when the Apostle Paul's writing, Christians aren't in charge of anything.
3: Yeah. They're
1: not in charge of anything, Rome Rome is. And Christianity didn't win because we slaughtered people, conquered people. Uh, Christianity won because it was the best idea. And here's why, it was the best idea because it was God's idea. Mm -hmm. And it created and it built something beautiful out of horrific, terrible, awful people who happened to be in charge. Um, and we're blessed to be here nowadays. You know, the whole reason we have science and medicine, the whole reason that my life was saved, you say, well, it wasn't God, it was doctors. Well, why do we have doctors? We have doctors because we have medicine. We have medicine because of universities. We have universities because people opened Genesis 1, it said, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. They read order and they said, God has put things in order and we can study this and learn. That is a Christian idea, a Christian idea. Isn't it funny? Yeah. God creates his faith. His faith creates universities. Universities kill our faith. It's crazy.
0: Everything we do sucks. (laughs) We can end the episode right there. We're just gonna cut on everything we do.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, I I just tell you, you know, I mean, we're running down this path with artificial intelligence. It it wouldn't surprise me if the antichrist is something that we make.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's something like, right? God creates us, we create. Artificial intelligence, it kills us. (laughs) God has to,
0: There's you know, a lot of movies God about has to kill that. him. I've seen, and that. Sure. I've seen yeah. that movie a few times. So,
1: you know, yeah. um, right? I mean, his number shall be 666. I mean, it could be code, right? I mean, yeah. who knows? That's a whole another controversy. Yeah. But, but all I would say this is, is try to hang in. Join me next week. We're going yeah. to get more into the, to the weeds of what the words mean. And here's the thing, you decide how you live. I'm not here to tell you how to live. Right. My job is to tell you what the scripture says to the best of my ability, and here's the thing there's a reason we use Greek language in medicine.
3: Hmm.
1: You know why that is? It's specific. It's very clear. Yeah. God's not stupid, right? He's not stupid. I mean, there's two societies that have forever changed the earth. I don't care where you live or where you're from, you have been affected by the Greeks and you have been affected by the Jews. Isn't it interesting? The Bible's written by the language of the Jews the and the language of the, of the Greeks. Of the Greeks. Yeah. I think God knows what He's doing. Yeah. So um, you know, pray about that, send in your questions. I'll, I'll try to get those to you. And next week, we're gonna to go to the board. I'm gonna write the Word out. You know, and don't send it to your gay friend. See, you know, that's, that's yeah, not what I want you not, to do. No. What I want you to know is, here's what the Word of God says. And you know, some of you, you, you know, you're hoping your gay son will watch this. Well, when I talk about tithing, you don't listen. <laughs> I mean, you don't listen. And you know why you don't listen? Because you want your money for yourself. Yeah. You don't want to give the Lord what's his, mm. but you want your gay son or daughter to give their body yeah. to the Lord because it's you know it's We're, like look man, <laughs> you're a hypocrite. Yeah, you're a hypocrite. Most of you tune me out, you know. As soon as I, I criticize Trump, oh, you're a little idol, you know, you know, and and don't don't panic. I'm, I'm not a fan of Biden, so <laughs> don't panic.
0: You know? Gotta cover all the bases these
1: days. I know, dude, people are
0: so. Oh. <laughs> We're just trying to sign off a show. We gotta cover who are Pastor we man, for, who are we not
1: for. No, I, I'm, try, I'm, trying oh, yeah. I'm trying to go with Jesus. It's exhausting.
0: Thank you, these are these are tough questions. Yeah, um, I think we covered one. We did, two, <laughs> one and a half, it was good. But the bottom line is this is the type of thing that our church hmm. and you yeah. have led so well in, is that we are willing to talk and have conversation um, I've even just even today talking with you, prepping for this. Mm-hmm. Like this is what we get to do because of this environment, because of our community, well, and we I need was, to do yeah. this more yeah. just to to actually dialogue mm-hmm. and have space
1: to hear someone else. Right. Like, well, actually I to just them. talk with you. You know, when, when I met you, you know, you had you had just decided to come out of sexual sin, and you you were a you were a shadow of your former self, mm. and. So what I want you to do is go back to 1 Corinthians 6, and what it says is Mm. sexual sin is unique in the way that affects us, what it does to us. And I saw that in you.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. And um, by the grace of God, with scratching, kicking, (laughs) clawing, you've been able to pull yourself out. Mm. But I want you to hear me, most don't make it.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Most do not make it, hmm. um, and there's a reason God destroys Sodom and Gomorrah. It's not because they're gay; it's because they, they 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 went off the deep end. Yeah. Um, and especially as men, there there's a there's there's a the, the line in it. It says, "Every man of the city." Yeah. Every man came to rape the angel. Yeah. What happens to us as men? Right. When we just we just decided to go our own way. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, well, listen. There was a gay orgy, I think we talked about it. There was a gay orgy in Europe somewhere, I forget. 25 politicians were arrested. Mm-hmm. Do you know why they arrested me? We talked about it. Mm-hmm. It's not because they're gay. It's because of COVID. They violated mm-hmm. COVID restrictions. 25 dudes in a room yeah. having sex,
0: yeah.
1: but- and they got arrested and and one of the one of the uh, uh, one of the uh hungarian uh i don't know the hungarian system but he's he's a part of the anti gay task force <laughs> this is hilarious he jumped out the second story window and broke his ankles yeah. naked because he didn't want to be identified with that i like, i told my wife i was like you're never going to read about 25 women doing this during covid yeah. this is this is a male problem because it never happened because because <laughs> dudes just are off. Like, yeah. whoa, they violated COVID. Yeah, what about the 25 what we, guys yeah, screwing what are each we other? Doing? I'm yep. fairly certain that's unhealthy. Like, you know, you know.
0: I'm, I also I mean, would agree with that. Right. I think we're clear on that. Yeah, I and, that's so, and clearly so just No, guys,
1: listen to me, especially guys, you know, what do you really have to deal with your sexuality? Because when you say no to God, it goes nowhere good. Yeah. And I, I don't care what it is. Some of you guys, you've given yourself permission to look at porn. You've given your permission to have an affair. You've given yourself permission to divorce. Um, you've given yourself permission to do, you know, uh, maybe just to take a gander. Yeah. You know, and, and there's a reason Job says, I have made a covenant with my eyes to never look again upon a young woman inappropriately. Because, man, you know, there's a reason when Jesus talks about adultery, he talks about her eyes. Um, yeah. He talks about her feet and He talks about her right hand. That's another conversation. Yeah. Um, but it goes nowhere good. And you got to trust God. God, yep. God created this, it's powerful. And I, I got to honor Him with it. And, yeah. um, um, and Jesus, man, you know, if you're gay or you're single, Jesus is single for a reason. Yeah. Single for a reason.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it's just to show you that it can be done. You know, it can be done. And the Apostle Paul did the same thing. He says, do not I deserve to take a wife along with me just like the other apostles? But he doesn't. Yeah. Because a family was not conducive to what God called him to do. Totally. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: You say, well, God wouldn't have given me these desires. I don't wanna talk about the desires you believe God gave you. I want to talk about the words God's called you with.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Called you. Amen. And, um, uh, you know, I mean, somebody somebody told me off this week on my Instagram because I talked about my story and my struggle. Mm-hmm. Think about that—the mm-hmm. the arrogance and the audacity. To and he used the word effing, but oh. but but do well, you know what that word means about me and, and what I'm sharing? So my story is irrelevant because I'm a, a conservative Christian who believes in a traditional view of sexuality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And I'm hateful. Yeah. You know. Um, some Christians are hateful, but I'm not called to be them. No. I'm called to be like Jesus. So Amen. Uh, be praying for me yeah. uh, in this series. Um, you know, it's difficult, it's challenging. And if sex is not important, guys, gals, why is it in Romans 1? Why is it the first thing he talks about? <laughs> yeah. And if you don't know, there's some fairly important things to I be mean, discussed. Yes, a few. In Romans. Yeah, But Paul, in his, opening, off. In his opening statements, yeah. talks about sexuality. That's good. So, All right. Thank
0: Thanks, you. boss. Love you. Thanks for giving the time and the attention and the care to our church mm-hmm. and even to us. And, um, you know, we feel it. And we, we will grow up and have an experience that many other people don't have the opportunity to have, mm-hmm. yeah. which is that there's a space to talk about something, to be listened to, to be loved, and to be actually challenged yeah. to live in a different way that honors Jesus. That's something that many people don't have that ability to grow up and experience. Mm-hmm. And we're grateful that you've created that for us and that God is you know, using this church to reach people with this this kind of conversation. So mm-hmm. um, Pastor Matt's gonna go into a lot greater depth and detail into the words and yeah, the and ideas. And if there's something,
1: and, like if you have a question, send it in. Totally. Be nice. Yeah. Uh, but be clear and be concise mm-hmm. and, and be specific. Um, I wanna address your concerns, because I know a lot of you, um, like you've read Matthew Vine's book. We've talked about that book. Mm. If you have a question from his book, and if you don't know who he is, he's a Christian who believes it's okay to be gay and married, uh, and he has his theological argument as to why he believes that. Um, I'll tell you why I disagree. We've talked about it, why mm. Why I think he's wrong, and it's not because I don't like him. It's because I think the Word of God says something different, and, I, and we could talk about why that is. For sure. And at the end of the day, it's not what Blake believes, or or you believe, or I believe, we're, we're irrelevant.
3: <laughs> like right. we don't
1: matter. Um, you know, one of my, my good friends used to be a pastor at Sandals Church um, here. He left us. Um, he chose to live a gay lifestyle. He's been married for, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's still married, but he left Sandals. Uh, and we went to lunch and he said, do you think I'm going to hell? I said, it doesn't matter what I think.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. Like it, it doesn't matter. What matters is what God thinks. Mm-hmm. And we're doing the best we can. And the only way we know what God thinks is by what He wrote in His Word. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't think those words are God's, then we, we don't really have a lot to talk about. Right.
0: Yeah, Love
1: you guys.
0: Awesome, thanks Pastor Matt. Thank you Blake, appreciate it. We'll link the follow-up episode so you guys will have access to that when we do that. Thanks for joining us, we'll hopefully see you soon.